Christian. Yes. Would you say that you are a bit of a Snow White type character? I would say more like a Steve Irwin type character, to be completely honest with you. A Steve Irwin type character. So Snow White with more passion. Uh, More passion. And also he compliments the animal on their size. Look at the size of this one. That was That's a right. terrible Australian accent. I apologize to any Australian listeners. Um, I have offended you and your entire country and continent. So well done. This was off to a fantastic start. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all next week. <laughs> yeah, so, that's it. See you later, everybody. <laughs> it's done now. Everything is done. So <laughs> No, seriously. So you are definitely a Steve Irwin type of person. You're Steve Irwin type of character. I've seen you with animals outside your apartment and you just, you just, you feed them. Like you, you bring out food and everything. And what have you had? Raccoons? We've had raccoons. We've had skunks. We've had possums. We've had foxes, uh, deer, lots of birds. I know there's stuff that I'm missing. Other cats. We've had bonus cats. Um, which are a lot of fun and totally owned by someone else, but we feed them just because they're very friendly and fuzzy. I also like the idea that it almost sounds like a video game announcement. Bonus cat, right? Bonus you just cats. Hear that. You it's hear not that yours. You don't even know whose it is, but it's a bonus cat. It's a free cat. So Christian is getting bonus cats. And... Yeah. It's pretty incredible because they're coming to see you. I want to clarify that. They're coming to see you. Well, the the thing is, there's a difference between bonus cats and bonus wild cats, if uh, if I want to make one thing clear. Bonus cats are domesticated cats, uh, long-haired, short-haired, that sort of thing, uh, that you think that people are, you know, they own them. Bonus uh, wild cats are not owned by anyone. They are owned by nature, and uh, they're very real and very scary, except for when they're not. And I don't advise anybody to do exactly what I did, because it is a terrible, terrible idea, and I got very, very lucky. So you have a really remarkable story for us, and what you are saying is that cats are nature's bitch. Something like that. I wouldn't go that far as to say that they're nature's bitch, but that's that's pretty close. Okay, all right. So I was paraphrasing a little bit there. I was paraphrasing. I'm man enough Mm -hmm. to admit my mistakes. You saved an entire, an entire, a whole, a whole bobcat. A weird way to phrase that, I know. You saved a whole ass bobcat this weekend. I did save a whole ass bobcat. Um, I was driving to one of my friend's house in Bethany, which is a very rural farm town here in Connecticut. And uh, I was driving there at about 7.30 at night, and it's a little dark outside. I'm not going to lie to you. So I come up on a clearing where there's uh, a little bit of a street lamp, and I see something walking around in the middle of the road. Now I'm like, what could this possibly be? Because I'm thinking it's like a huge cat or a fox or something like that. Or something along the lines of maybe even a dog. So that's one of the things I was definitely looking for. Basically, signs of domestication. It was not. It was a baby bobcat that was a little bit bigger. It's tough to put into words. I'd probably say that if you take the average size cat and then throw maybe like a gerbil onto the end of it, 
That's how big the Bobcat was. I understand Bobcats less now, so thank you. I, oh, good, good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad it was I, even more confusing than if I had actually said the size of said Bobcat. N- no, no, no. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm an idiot. That's what I'm saying is that I don't understand. I, I don't understand it a- a- enough as far as the, like the Bobcat goes. So like, what is its body language? You know, uh, how is it different? Yeah. Uh, it's confused and scared and I think kind of like freaked out. Um, it was just pacing in circles in the middle of the road, and I didn't know if it was doing some sort of satanic ritual. Um, so I really didn't want to interrupt it too, too much, but I did also know that if I left this bobcat alone, it was going to continue pacing, and somebody was going to hit said bobcat. And okay, I just couldn't so- let that happen because right. I'm a big, big animal guy. Um, so that's one of the things that I was really sort of looking forward for is trying to get this bobcat out of the road and to safety as fast as humanly possible. So you pull over, you're like, okay, I got to save this Bobcat. What's going through your head as far as tactics go? Um, To be completely honest with you, I kept the Bobcat away from the middle of the road with my foot. And then when the Bobcat refused to uh, cooperate, I switched my foot to my hands. And um, we probably should have a disclaimer at the beginning of this video saying, don't ever 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 do what i did do not put your hand near a wild animal uh but i did wait so you were nudging the bobcat with your with your foot like you were pushing uh, you know, it you like, know when you have like a pet you have a dog or a cat that's trying to get it like a treat but they're not really trying they're just kind of like half-hearted trying that was mm-hmm. exactly what the bobcat was doing trying to get into the middle of the road so i was just like kind of deterring it to be like hey Stop fucking being in the middle of the road. Just, just don't do that. Don't just get to the side of the road. Why and was it once, so adamant about being in the middle of the road, though? I don't know because I let it, and then it just started pacing again. And I was like, what on earth are you doing, you little weirdo? So with that being said, I basically um, went from moving the bobcat with my hands to uh, picking up the bobcat. And okay, picking it, it up. Close to my face like I would one of my cats. Well, here's the issue with that. Is, is, is the bobcat struggling? Is it angry? No. I literally, as soon as I picked it up, I thought to myself, oh boy, um, if this thing attacks me, it's, it's all over. It's, <laughs> if it attacks you or if its mother comes out of the corner, yeah, yeah, you're going to die. About that. So I held it like a baby for a couple of minutes and just kind of like telling it that it was going to be okay and calming it down and saying words of encouragement and stuff like that. But um, I then set it down on the side of the road once the fear and realization set in that, oh my God, I'm holding a friggin' bobcat and a baby bobcat at that. And I don't know where the mother is to your point. Um, I then sat it down and then began petting it and telling it that everything was going to be okay. That's right. So you're its new mother or its interim mother. Uh, yeah, I would say, uh, I don't really, I didn't fill any, uh, out any paperwork, but, uh, I pretty much it's mother. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, you're so used to, you know, being a radio for, for many, many years, you had your own primetime shift and you filled in for a lot of primetime shifts. So you're, you're used to taking on big responsibilities in the interim. Well, I'm used to being, you know, I'm stepping up when I'm needed, which is always a nice feeling because quite frankly, uh, this mother's, you know, kid was just wandering around in the middle of the road. And, uh, you know, even if that was a human child, it's very irresponsible. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's well, it's 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 terrifying. It's completely terrifying to, to pick up this wild animal. You don't know where its mother is or its father is or how. Do you do you know a lot about bobcats or were you kind of just like I? Um, this is a cat. That's all I know. All all I know is I kind of pet it. I I put a video up on my Instagram uh, and basically said like you're you're not a normal cat. You're not a normal cat. Like I knew from minute one, as soon as I ran up on it, like, what the hell are you? Oh, you're not like a regular domestic house cat. You're something else. Did the cat try to run away from you when you first went up to it? Never, never. Didn't even really? flinch. Didn't even flinch. All it wanted to do was just go back into the middle of the road and pace. And I tried too. I was like, okay, well, clearly you don't want to be with me. So let's just go into the middle of the road and it would just stand there. And that's when I took the video um, of me just standing here while the bobcat paced around me and i was like okay clearly we're not a hundred percent okay here so we need to sit off to the side of the road until we get our bearings back right so you're petting it telling it it's going to be okay what do you do next in that situation uh actually some very friendly people rolled up uh two high schoolers uh said do you need help and i was like i'm petting a bobcat yes i definitely need help um because this is a horrible situation that could be much, much worse if this thing just gets angry and attacks my face. They probably um, thought you were on drugs. Yep, probably. And they didn't believe me. They thought it was a fake cat. And then I showed them and I was like, Bobcat. And they were like, wow, it's a really bad idea to pet it. And I was like, shut up. What are you yeah. doing? What are you doing to help? <laughs> so they pull up these two high schoolers, pull up. Is it two guys, two girls? Guy two girls, girl? two girls didn't get their names. So, um, you know, shout out to them, but they took videos and pictures and all that stuff. So I'm sure I'm on social media somewhere on some teen high school site. Hopefully Fucking they weren't guys. just doing it for the gram. Maybe they were doing it for the gram. I have absolutely no idea. And then two of uh, my friend's parents actually showed up. One is an FBI agent and the other was a cop in Fairfield for a very, very long time. And they helped, uh, wrangle the Bobcat and, uh, the actual, uh, picture that, I think we posted on our Instagram, right? The Maxwell's right. Magic Hour. Um, that woman in there is an FBI agent. So she knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, this sounds like the weirdest arrangement of a posse I've ever it was heard amazing. of my life. A but radio she, broadcaster, a cop, an FBI agent, and then two random high schoolers doing it for the gram. They're clearly doing it for the gram. But the great thing about it was, in all honesty they were more concerned about me picking up said bobcat than they were about like anything else. So that was very, yeah. uh, it was very good, but also like, guys, I've got this. I'm basically a wildlife expert at this point. That's right. They just didn't know that you had the spirit of Steve Irwin living inside of you. Well, thankfully Steve Irwin himself didn't channel in there because that means I would have gotten attacked by the bobcat and uh, died. Yeah. So, yeah, that's well, you know, that's that's good that that didn't happen. That's good. We didn't move forward with that. So the parents show up and what do they what do they even say to you? We, we exchange pleasantries because we haven't seen each other in a while. Actually, I haven't seen each other in a while in a couple of years. In fact, I'm not really close with the guy who uh, um, I went to high school with. But yeah, we exchanged pleasantries. Uh, he took some photos, took some videos and stuff like that. And I have those as well. If we want to post those on uh, Maxwell's Magic Hour too, I'll send them over to you. We do. Um, yep. Uh, I can get that over to you. But we reconnected. It was nice. It was a good little experience. And then we uh, set the bobcat free. And uh, I didn't get attacked. So I'm very happy about that, man. Yeah. So wait, So you set the bobcat 
you set the bobcat free. So when mm-hmm. I looked at that picture of the cage, I thought it was like animal control that had come by. So you guys no. called animal control? What are uh, the- well, we, we did. We called uh, animal control and the DEP. Now, I have a lot of respect for the folks over at the DEP. I'm sure they're very fine people. Um, their first instinct, and I totally understand it because it had human-to-human contact, was that they were going to kill said bobcat if they were uh, coming out. So if they came out, Whoa. they would be shooting. Ye- they jumped straight to murder, Max. They jumped straight to murder. Are you kidding me? I didn't know that. No, they, ser- they seriously did. I don't understand why. They jumped straight to – they were just going to come and kill the bobcat because it had human – because it had human, human contact and it wouldn't be I mean, accepted? I guess so, but I don't know. I don't know what the reason was, but they were just very adamant about shooting the bobcat dead immediately. I was like, oh my God, okay, well, we're not going to let that happen. Right. So, you know, all of that work for nothing. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, so this is, well, I'm really sad now. Okay, so what did you tell them then? You just told them like, no, and you just hung up? We're just like, we're going we're gonna to release it. It's going to be fine. We're going to release it back into the woods. It's okay. Okay. So, and they were like, okay. All right. So they're not, did they give you any helpful hints or like, you know, what, what you should do? Uh, well, other than the fact that they were going to shoot it. No, they didn't give us anything. Okay. So that's terrifying and depressing. (laughs) That's awful. Are you kidding? Like, why is their first instinct to, to kill it? I listen, that is a hell of a first instinct. If you don't like somebody or they've got human to human interaction that you don't like, I guess we got to kill them. Just get them out of here. Get them out. of. I usually just don't talk to them. Right. No, I just don't talk to other people. Yeah, no, 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 no. They were, they weren't following social distancing protocols. Got to kill them. Got to get them out of here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's, yeah, that's horrifying. So what did you guys do next? Well, we ended up procuring a cage because they have a dog that's roughly the same size as the Bobcat, which is nice. And they actually had leashes in their cars, um, which was very, very cool. I'm talking about the parents here. Um, But yeah, we kind of wrangled the Bobcat, um, which I think is also up on our social media. So this is a hundred percent true story. This is the greatest thing about it. It's, it's beautiful because it's, because it's true. Right. So you wrangle so, the bobcat. Yep, we wrangle the bobcat, put it right into the back of the uh, crate, and it's just kind of sitting there. It's not really freaking out too much. Uh, we get it into the back of his car, which was an adventure because at any point it could have easily stuck its head through the actual gate and uh, bit the shit out of both of us. So I'm glad that didn't happen. Right. So you released it back into the wild. Did it not try and get back into the middle of the road? Uh, no, we actually drove down to where there was an abandoned farm. We drove it off the main drag and uh, um, released it back into the woods. Okay. Was, All um, right. so- I, I didn't really trust it too much to not run into the middle of the road again. And when I came back after going out to dinner and getting some Mickey D's, uh, the Bobcat was not there. So I was very thankful to see that it wasn't still pacing in the middle of the road. Yeah, well, that is good. That's kind of a tough decision. I wouldn't know what to do at that point either. You know, I was just going to gonna of, adopt it, to be honest with you. I was just going to take it you're home. But... Adopt the bobcat? Do you know how big they get? Um, the largest one that was recorded was up to fifty pounds, I think, and I think that's the limit about how much I can actually take an animal before it kills me. Because um, I, I think I, I think we've had this discussion about what animal, how much, how heavy of an animal do you think you could actually take? And uh, I think I, that's a. I'm concerned about you. 
The well, fact that you get... think that 50, 50 pounds is like, that's your limit, not over your limit. That's your limit. Well, 50 pounds, you got to think 50 pounds is a little different when you're talking about like an actual animal and not like a, uh, a whatchamacallit, a human. <laughs> yes, indeed. The whatchamacallit. I could take Humble a 50 pound human. No problem. That's like, that's like a toddler. Yeah. But a 50 pound bobcat is like pure muscle and it'll rip my face off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'd be absolutely terrifying. I wouldn't want to take a 20-pound cat. No, no, no. That's like Calvin. But if Calvin was shredded, my cat Calvin, and if he was right. shredded uh, instead of the gelatinous mass that he actually is, he would be actually terrifying and not just something that reminds me of Jello. It's his gelatinous form that makes him non-lethal. It's unbelievable. He also makes him the fact that he doesn't have a spine and the fact when you try to pick him up and he doesn't want to be picked up, he turns into a like a ball of goo it's awful he turns into like a meat tenderloin that's been sitting out in the sun it's ridiculous. i personally think it's very cute I yeah, think it's, it's adorable. adorable oh it's yeah. absolutely adorable but yeah that's uh that's one cat that is just like you're not a cat you're not a, you're not a real cat you're just a you're just a ball of goo <laughs> so yeah you wouldn't be able to handle this bobcat because it wouldn't be a ball of goo it would no. be essentially just a 50 pound killing machine uh it would be a 50 pound murderous rage-filled animal that would most likely either infect me with rabies, rip my face off, or both. Do you think it would get along with your two cats? I think it would eat my two cats. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, all right. Okay. So, well, it's a good thing that you did not adopt that bobcat. I also, I don't think uh, that's legal. Yeah, I don't disclaimer. think that's... Uh, I, I think that's absolutely illegal. Uh, shout out to the uh, disclaimer that we're definitely putting in and saying that uh, don't adopt wild animals. Don't yeah. adopt bobcats. Don't adopt bobcats. Also, don't own a bunch of tigers, right? Tiger no, King, bad don't. idea. Bad idea. Nope, really bad idea. That's that's that. This literally, this whole story reminds me of Tiger King. You were so close to becoming Tiger King. I was almost very close to becoming Carol Baskin's husband, just covered yeah. in sardine oil and dead. <laughs> that's right. I mean, you would have had to pour the sardine oil on yourselves, or your posse would have had to do it for you, but. Right, and I, I feel know. like that's kind of a lot to ask of someone that you haven't seen in a couple of years. Hey, can you pour sardine oil on me? <laughs> or really two get random, yeah, two random high schoolers probably would not go well at all. This man no. standing in the middle of the road holding a baby bobcat going like, hey, how you doing? Can you uh, pour some sardine oil on just, me? I don't just, know why that's the accent I chose. Just pour it all over me, pal. Come on. Nice and yeah. easy. Come on. Get some what are you doing? Get some, get some olive oil on there. Oh, wait. <laughs> Cover Maybe my I'm doing a, I'm doing an Italian. We're doing an Italian accent because it's less offensive that way. You know, it's very true. It's least very true. I think it's one of the least offensive accents because, well, I mean, quite frankly, I'm not Italian. I'm Norwegian, Swedish, and a whole bunch of Scandinavian countries. I feel I'm like Italian. British we're accent. Okay, good. Um, yeah. I feel like British accent you can get away with the uh, the Scottish accent. The southern dialect, although I don't know if that's an accent more than a dialect, but you can get away with that a little bit. Right. Um, but, but everything else just sounds not great. So we will not be doing that because we are not a problematic podcast. That's not what happens here. Yeah, we're, we're really not going to do that. We're also not going to disclaim or be asking anybody to pour sardine oil on us. I don't yes. yeah. agree with yeah, that. Not, that's not, not the type that. of movement that I want this podcast to be about. Mm -mm. It's a real nope. specific movement. I wonder if it is a kink. But we are talking about about uh, bobcats right now. <laughs> it's, I certainly hope so. I really hope so. But I survived, man. It was a wild, wild experience. But 
I'm glad I made a, uh, a friend of the wilderness and I'm glad that friend of the wilderness didn't rip my fucking face off. Do you think it'll ever come back and save your life in a certain instance? Like just like, I in, really um, hope so. Yeah. As a full grown Bobcat, I really hope I'm in a position like I'm hosting trivia somewhere and somebody just gets mauled to death by a Bobcat because they shouted out the answer or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then it does, right. it does like the peace sign at me and walks away and be like, wow, that was that Bobcat. And then I'd have to answer to the police as to why a Bobcat was in the middle of a brewery and uh, eating people's faces. But it'd be cool in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Just to, uh, just to clarify, this is a scenario that has not happened yet. It is not, uh, not, no, going, uh, to yeah. not going to happen. It's yeah. uh, p- another disclaimer, a purely hypothetical disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. purely hypothetical. This whole podcast is hypothetical. We're not even real. It's we actually just <laughs> We're just figments of your imagination. Yeah, we just plug in a bunch of personality traits into an AI machine and uh, you know, kind of hope <laughs> for the best. Have them do the whole thing for us. It's made our lives tremendously easier. Oh, yeah. We, uh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I'm very proud of you for, you know, kind of just trying to, to help at least. It's kind of, it's, it's tough. It's tough to know what the right thing to do is because I know that it being in the middle of the road, being nervous about somebody running it over with a car. I yeah, mean, I just, that's the biggest thing. Like, obviously, if you see like a wild animal, like don't approach it. But like what I did was kind of like, it's either me or the animal and like the animal has more to live for. Uh, I think, which really says a lot about my life at this point. So, I wouldn't say that. You guys are pretty equal. Well, yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'm the same <laughs> wavelength as a baby bobcat. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just wanted to make sure that the thing was going to live. I, I just don't want to see animals suffer, and I don't want to see anybody suffer. So if anybody's going to suffer, it'll be me. So I'm fine with it. That's right. But you can deal with that because it's not like getting run over by a car suffering. It's more that you want to get run over by a car. Right. Oh yeah, not 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 like a lot, but like enough. Just a little, just the tip. Just a little, just a little. You just want just, the tip. Yeah, just the tip. Just the tip. Go right over you. Right over. Right you. over just, me. Right. Just over like kind of brush right over you. Just the tip of that car brushing right over you. Just enough for pain and suffering. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think that's smart. That's smart. You're wise beyond your years, but I am proud of you for saving that Bobcat. There are situations again, like you don't know what to do. When I was in college, there was a uh, girl that I was friends with who she was working at a pizza place and this random kind of like dirty dog comes in and like, he's got, you know, dust and dirt all over him. And he comes into the back of the pizza place. Cause you know how like they'll have the doors open sometimes to a kitchen, like even if it's For the sure. middle of winter, oh, yeah, 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 because yeah. those things get so hot that you're still sweating. Even if it's in the middle of winter, like you got to leave those, those doors open to kind of cool that area down. And she was working in the kitchen kind of a, at a pizza place. And she sees this dog kind of just walk in and she feels bad. And, you know, her, her coworkers are telling her, leave it alone, leave it alone. It'll, it'll go away. And she feels bad and she picks it up. She calls me. I'm pretty sure I'm watching like the Chronicles of Riddick or whatever, something along those lines. <laughs> or and, uh, uh, yeah, just classic movie. Thanks, Vin mm-hmm. Diesel. So I'm just, I'm in college at the time. I'm like laying on my couch. I, I think I'd been drinking a little bit. And she calls me and she says, I have a dog. And my first reaction was, oh, good for you. 
Yeah, nice. Congratulations. Great job adopting. Adopt, don't shop. Yeah, adopt, don't shop. I don't know what's happening. She's like, I got a dog. And then she further explained, she said, no, I found this dog. It walked into the pizza place. Can I bring it to your place so we can kind of figure out what to do with it? And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're going to come to my place, so we're going to figure out. I'm, I, you know, I've been drinking. I think I was smoking a little bit of the time. Like, I, you know, I'm stoned. I'm a little drunk. I, I, what am I supposed to do in this situation? I'm like, I don't even know Dude, how to react to a normal cool request. You got a free dog. I got a, I got a free dog. That's right. And it's a real precious dog. I think it was a Shih Tzu, I believe. And she brings it over and I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do in this situation. So I told her, I was like, you got you to figure this out. And eventually what happens is we wake up in the morning and I drive her and the dog to, um, to a local to a local pound because that's what she thought of at the time she was like okay well you know we got a call she called animal control and animal control says if it's just a random wild dog you gotta you gotta bring it by in case somebody somebody owns the dog and then we'll put out a notice that we've we found this uh we found this lost dog right and um you know she she brings it to the pound and it was really really depressing And, and the pound was relatively like empty so they had room for it but i was always worried that something bad had happened to that dog and that's always like a, such a sad thought but at the same time like that dog was lost you know is it that what she had done did it save its life you know or did it did it doom it and you know that's such a that's that's a tough thing to go through is i think it's i think it's almost easier when it is a wild animal in all honesty because you just release it back into the woods because with an actual dog like if you showed if there's a dog that shows up like it's, it's easy to say, well, just take the dog. Well, I have two cats. What if the dog doesn't like the cats or eats the cats? I'm not going to put my cat's lives in danger for this random dog, but I'm obviously not going to take the bobcat home. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> know, I'm just gonna, a different story. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and do that. So, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a tough, tough situation, but I'm glad I did what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did what you did too. Cause you had concern for this animal. Maybe they're in a safer area now that they're not in the middle of the road. I mean, middle of the road's not a safe area. Yeah, it's true. Right? I don't like to hang out there. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Not a good place to, uh, not a good place to hang out. But yeah, that's such a, that's such a tough thing to decide what to do with like a wild animal or a domesticated animal, but you're not sure if it's wild. You know, we, we were like pretty, pretty convinced cause this dog was very tame and very friendly. Like, we were oh, like, yeah. there's no way this dog was just raised in the wild. Like, it's it also, it's a Shih Tzu. That's not a breed that's usually raised in the wild. You know? No, no. I mean, you don't just see wild Shih Tzus running around. That's not what happens. No, no. And again, we don't recommend people just try to adopt random wild animals. Like, I can give another example of my college days. I don't know why. I was interacting with a lot more animals in my college days. And now, <laughs> I'm, now, I'm, now I'm not. But you know what, Juno, uh, Juno, Precious, you know the Boston Terrier. Uh, Molly's dog is, uh, is, uh, is, is enough for me. That's enough for me, right? That's, that's, <laughs> it's a good that's, call. That's a good, yeah, she's enough for me. So um, but the both of them, Molly and the dog. I just want to right. clarify. <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean the both of them. I'm saying the both of them. I said it. Good call. I said it out good loud. Good call. I stand by it. Bold statement, I know. So when I was in college, I remember my upstairs neighbor, he was a psycho and an asshole, and he was always trying to hang out with me too. And he never got like the, the point, like, dude, I don't want to hang out with you just because you're my neighbor. Like you just live above me. That doesn't mean I want to be your friend. You're not the kind of person I want to hang out with. 
So he was he was a car guy, of course, and uh, he was one of those guys who you just like real, real scummy in the whole thing. Him and his current girlfriend at the time, before he got a new girlfriend who was who was pregnant from another man, and he wanted to adopt nice. her child or whatever. Yeah, it was just a real, real, real vicious love circle. Good situation. So he was with his current girlfriend, and his current girlfriend told him that she wanted a cat, but she wanted one of the wild cats outside. Now, uh, the wild cats outside, the wild cats outside, there was a wild cat that, you know, a, a regular, like a house cat, but it, it, I, its mother must have had kittens and then it was a kitten and it grew up completely in the woods. And then that cat had babies and uh, now as they often do, as they often do, there were 12 wild random cats that would you, that would hang around, hang out around the apartment right and there mm. were three apartment rooms so there was it was this one little random isolated building in the back of a parking lot uh the parking lot was was technically owned by like a um what is it a uh a, not a deli but a uh, like a breakfast place again super weird setup because i would like look out my door and like customers for a, a dining you know dining parking lot were just like out there or whatever <laughs> hey guys <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, oh, I would come out in a robe. I didn't care. So there's all these wild cats running around and the girlfriend is telling the guy that she wants him to go out and catch a cat. So I would say four or five nights uh, every single week, because for some reason he loved this chick. Uh, she wasn't super nice. She was a jerk. But for some reason, he loved her, probably because he was scummy, too. He mm -hmm. was trying really hard to capture one of these cats. And I told him on so many occasions, don't do that. This is a really bad idea. You know, we should be calling like animal controller or something like maybe we can get care for these cats because they're just randomly in the wild. You know, these cats are domesticated now, like the, the breed is domesticated. So we should be trying to get help for them. And he was trying to just capture one. And... Wow. None of his methods were good at all. Like it's as if he got his inspiration from cartoons. Like he would. Sometimes <laughs> he, is like a, he is like a like a what you call it a uh, an anvil. Yeah, right. He's he's you know he's he's trying to cap capture. It was like a Tom and Jerry. He's trying all these cartoon methods, right, to capture these cats. At one point, he has a hot dogs. He would spread out hot dogs on the side yard that we all Come shared and he would just on. spread it. Here's the worst part too. Not only would he not catch the cats with hot dogs, because what cat do you know just randomly is interested in, in a hot dog, right? Mm -hmm. And number two, if they didn't go and eat the hot dog, he'd just leave all the hot dog bits out there. Uh... So now there's a bunch of fucking rotten hot dogs, hot dog bits in my side yard. You know, I'm bringing people over to this side. I'm trying to hang out and they're like, hey, what's with all these rotten hot dog bits? And I was like, yeah, my asshole upstairs neighbor is trying to catch wild cats. And if that isn't the craziest fucking sentence you've ever heard come out of my mouth, I don't know what is like. <laughs> I, it was so wild. He tried hot dogs. He tried a cage at one point where it had like the, the one it had the opening to it. And he attached a string to the opening again, like a fucking cartoon. And he would have little snacks, little kiblets inside the cage and none of the cats were ever interested in going inside this cage like none of them they were all they were too squeamish to even go near him because he would stand four feet away from the cage oh my god he's in not like smart plain sight to get them I... in this cage come to on, capture man. them come on man this guy was a dumbass
Did he? Did he never. And he never. He never caught him, right? Never. He eventually went and adopted one. And then when him and his girlfriend broke up, he realized he didn't want it, and he kept trying to pawn it off on me. And you got a free cat. I so I actually didn't take because I told him I cannot give this cat a good home. I am a college student who barely has enough money to pay for his own stuff. I was like, I can't pay for food or medical supplies for this cat. And he's like, oh, I'll take care of it. I'll pay for it. And I was like, you have literally mooched so much stuff off of me. And you have not, I mean, he owed me, by the time he moved out, he owed me, I probably would say almost two grand in favors, in things I let him borrow that he never gave back in like you know sometimes i sold him stuff like dvds or whatever and he just never paid me for anything he wanted to use my electricity at one point so he was like i let him siphon my electricity for a little bit because they turned off his electricity because he wasn't paying his electric bill so i was like i'm sorry you're siphoning electricity from a 19 year old kid like he was he was by the way probably 30 at the time and i was like you're siphoning electricity from a 19-year-old kid, like, I can pay for my bill Siphoning and your electricity. electricity. What, what, what year is this? The 1800s? I don't even know what's happening. He's, he, like, he, he said, oh, he, he plugged his, an extension cord into, my, into one of my outlets so he could run some of his stuff, so he could run, like, the air conditioner and everything, uh, so he could, like, just run his electricity through my outlet. Unbelievable. So I don't know what happened to that cat. I hope it's doing well. I hope it's happy. So, but not that guy. That guy sucks. I hope he's not happy. <laughs> I hope he's not. That's exactly it. I hope he's not happy. I hope he's miserable. <laughs> that's, that's how we're going to wrap up the podcast is I wish all animals are happy and that dude sucks and I hope he's unhappy. Uh, listen, and that's a great way to wrap because that's perfect. That's perfect. We're a very animal-friendly and human-not-friendly podcast here. Yeah. No, we, we love animals more than humans. That's exactly right. No, of course we do. Of course we do. Look at the animals we have in our lives. We've got it's fat, true. fluffy Calvin and, and also fat Juno. And right? fat Cindy. Fat Cindy, right? We're very, body of, fr- we're very body-friendly here. We never body shame animals. No, never. Right? Never. Never, never body never. shame anybody, not humans either. Uh, but we don't body shame, especially don't body shame animals because Juno has never been happier. And uh, she is correlated with us. She is a princess. She is a, she is a unit. She's a, she's an absolute unit. She's so big now. And uh, she's, I think she's way happier. She's way happier. Listen, that whatever floats her boat, man. Well, her boat's not going to float. That's how fat she is, but she's happy. And that's what <laughs> if matters. She gets in the, if she gets in the water, she's going to sink. So it's fine. It's or fine. She's not going to sink. She's not going to float. She is, she is going to float. She's very buoyant, I will say. I've seen her swim before. Usually she doesn't like the water, but she's, she's a buoyant princess. I never thought I would say that and name somebody as that. Jesus. Thank you to Juno, the buoyant princess. Thank you to uh, Cindy and uh, to Calvin for also being buoyant. Not that we would ever find out. They're cats. They don't like water, obviously. Nope. Right. They hate it. Can't stand nope. it. They hate it. So they don't need to be buoyant. They can just be regular fat. That's their thing. That's their thing. Thank you, Christian Turnquist, for saving the bobcat. Just doing what you thought was was right at the time. Of course, uh, man. I hope that that bobcat is okay and that it's doing all right and that it found its mother. That's so sad that it was lost from its mother, which really sucks. Yeah, I hope so, too. And uh, I'll see if, if there's any updates. I'll keep you posted for sure. Yeah, especially if that bobcat, like, comes out of the woods and it's like, Christian... I, I have returned. I have. That does sound like a bobcat would sound. 
That does. That's an accurate. I don't know what it is about you and accurate accents, but I never thought you'd be able to do an accurate accent for a bobcat. Yes, I feel like, my son, I um, have returned. Yeah, a little bit of that flair, that deepness, that 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 darkness. I like that. I like that a lot. So we're going to leave it with that. Thank you, Christian Turnquist, at Christian Turnquist on Instagram. Make sure to follow him so you can see stories like this of him saving a bobcat, of course. And uh, thank you to um, uh, thank you to Bobcat, of course. <laughs> follow the Bobcat on Instagram at follow the, the Bobcat. Bobcat. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. Follow me at Maxwell McFly. Follow the podcast at Maxwell's Magic Hour for updates, funny photos, of course, clips from the show, an announcement coming out soon of the newest voice of the podcast, who's going to be coming on very soon. Um, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. Make sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, everywhere you get your podcast, plus maxwellmcgeevoices.com. And you can find the Magic Hour podcast on the website as well. All right. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye.